Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. I'm your host, Phil Black. And if you have an 8th, ninth, or 10th grader with big aspirations, like the Ivy League or military service academies like West Point, ROTC, or athletic scholarships, boom, you've come to the right place. My specialty, my superpower, if you will, is preparing families for these competitive programs. I'll teach you what your child should do, when they should do it, and how you can help. So stick around and prepare to out-prepare. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the PrepWell podcast. Today's show is going to be a bit different. Instead of focusing on the nuts and bolts of college admissions, which you got more than enough of last week in our 100th episode, I'm going to go in a different direction. I want to discuss what's been going through my head now that two of my four sons have gone off to college. And I know a lot of you listen to this podcast with your kids, often while driving, and that's a great idea, and I want you to keep that up. But today's episode will probably not be as great for your kids. There's nothing inappropriate. It's just not going to be particularly relevant for them, and they would probably want to sit this one out. As a parent with teenagers, I live with a lot of tension. The tension between having just enough money versus having too much money, which often creates its own set of problems. The tension between how much we spend today versus how much we save for a rainy day. The tension between how much time I should spend on my own health and relationships versus my kids' health and relationships. It's a constant push and pull between these competing priorities. And I find myself doing a cost-benefit analysis almost hourly, and it can be exhausting. But the tension that really got my attention this week, and this may sound frivolous, is the constant battle between keeping the household in order versus spending quality time with the family. And I think this particular debate was triggered after my twin sons left for college a few weeks ago. And maybe as a coping mechanism, I try to convince myself that with two fewer bodies in the house, that home life would get a little bit more manageable. After all, when two out of your four children leave the nest, there should theoretically be half as many peanut butter covered spoons left on the countertop, half as many damp towels draped across the wooden banisters half as much sand in the garage, half as many in-and-out plastic wrappers on the floor of the car, half as many trips to Costco, half as many empty boxes of Italian ices left in the freezer, half as many pair of sneakers on the kitchen floor, half the number of bowls stacked up next to my kids' beds. So as sad as it was to see my twins go, I secretly wondered whether my job at home would get any easier. Now, I don't know about you, but I normally try to run a pretty tight ship, or at least I did before we had kids. I'm a military guy. I pride myself on discipline and keeping things in order and organized. I wouldn't say I'm OCD about it, but I definitely like things to be in their place. Well, that, of course, is easier said than done when you have kids, especially for boys. And this has always been a constant battle for me. How much time do I spend cleaning? and loading and unloading the dishwasher, and food shopping, and wiping down the counters, 
for the umpteenth time and sweeping and mopping. Because these activities, if done well, could take up every waking hour of the day. So how is one supposed to handle the trade-offs between cleaning and organizing and parenting? This week, now that my two older sons are gone, I wondered whether or not I should try to use some of this quote-unquote extra time on my hands to work on some lingering projects that I've been meaning to get to, like the garage, which seems to always be in shambles no matter how much I try to stay on top of it. Maybe, once and for all, I could get a handle on the garage. So I walked over to the garage from the kitchen and I opened the door and I saw the mess, the half-empty bins, the Christmas tree stand upside down in the corner, the old furniture that we've sworn we'd sell on Craigslist, the lacrosse gear that we should be donating, and on and on and on. And I had a moment. And in that moment, I realized that for years, against my strong inclination to incessantly clean and organize, that I had made a conscious decision to let the garage get messy and stay disorganized, almost indefinitely. Because in my view, there were higher priority duties to attend to, like reading to my kids, or playing basketball in the backyard, or watching a movie, or helping with an art project, or a math problem, or a haiku poem. And I constantly chose engaging with the kids over cleaning that messy garage, even though that messy garage really got under my skin. And now that theoretically, I have a bit more time on my hands with my older kids gone, was now the time to finally prioritize an organized garage over spending that extra time with my two younger sons? And I'm focusing on the garage in this case, but it's not just about the garage. A clean garage is just a symbol of all the things that I've put off in order to focus on the family, whether it's health or wealth or rebalancing our portfolio or relationships. And the answer was no. Garage be damned. Because as I thought about the future, I had a disturbing vision. And it went something like this. My wife and I would drop our youngest son off at college. So at this point, all of our sons would be out of the house. And we would come home to a nice, quiet, and clean house. And I would wake up in the morning and spend a few days cleaning and organizing and fine-tuning the garage. And then I would sit back, take a sip of water, wipe the sweat from my brow, admire my handiwork, and feel a sense of accomplishment. And within a minute or two, I would ask myself, okay, great. Garage is looking good. Everything in its proper place. Now what? Yes, the garage was organized and would stay organized for more than a day or two. And that might satisfy a small quirk in my personality. But will that feeling fill the gaping hole that our house full of kids carved out over the last 20 years? No, it certainly would not. I know that after living for a day or two with an organized garage and a clean kitchen and no empty boxes of Italian ices left in the freezer and no damp towels draped over the wooden banister and no more cars that have seats that smell like salt water, that this feeling of contentment and peace would be fleeting. 
it would not last long. So I'm going to keep up the good fight and leave that garage in shambles happily. And instead, I'm going to make dinner with my kids. We're going to laugh about what happened at school and fight about what movie to watch that night and go to sleep still feeling that tension about whether I'm making the right decisions or not. And so I urge you to reflect on this idea as well. And by the way, I hope this goes without saying, but by no means am I suggesting that you should value what I value and that you should make the same choices. That's up to you. There are plenty of things to focus your attention on these days. But I do encourage you to consider how much time you're dedicating to the garages in your life, whether your actual garage, your job, your social life, your self-care. If you value what I value, I recommend spending as much time as you can with your kids as their time with you is short. And your kids won't be around in six or seven years, but your messy garage will be. That's all I've got for you today, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the continued support. If you know a parent with an 8th grader, ninth grader, 10th grader, 11th grader that might find this helpful, please share the episode with them. You can do that by finding that small box with a tiny arrow pointing up. That's the share button. Click that button. Text your friends the link to this episode with a little personal note from you recommending that they give it a listen. If you have questions, comments, or an idea for an upcoming episode, please reach out to me by email. DM me on Instagram. Prepwell underscore Academy. Check out our blog, Facebook, connect with me on LinkedIn. I would love to hear from you. And until next week, goodbye, good luck, and never stop preparing. This podcast is brought to you by Prepwell Academy. Prepwell Academy is my one-of-a-kind online mentoring program that delivers to your ninth or 10th grader a short, highly relevant video from me every week, every Sunday, in fact, where I give them a heads up about what they should be thinking about to stay ahead of the game. To get these valuable lessons into your child's hands, please head over to prepwellacademy.com and enroll your child today.